At this time, I'm going to ask you to fasten your seatbelts. from the east today i have a really special guest with me uh, he is the owner and the engine behind the jbms one photography um, i give you guys mr john staples thank you thank you no thank you man i really appreciate you you know giving me the time today to really come and sit down and pick your brain and really uh give the audience a, a, a real idea of what photography is uh, you know, how to get into it and, and, and the work that needs to be put in. So it's not right. as simple as pick up a camera and go. I mean, that's how it starts, I guess. But to get to where you are, um, I felt that information should be shared. And you're always willing to give information. So. No doubt. No doubt. So, um, and just to let you guys know, this isn't clickbait. Um, you know, Mr. Staples here, he is the um photographer and media director for a ton of fashion shows just to name a few uh the atlantic city fashion week the soho fashion week ready to wear fashion week fashion week new york and loving my curves at philly fashion week you know just to name a few so the information you guys will be receiving today will be invaluable you know this is you know we didn't start yesterday um how long have you been for going on 14, about 14 years I've been 14 in years. Yeah. So we're talking about over a decade of experience um, here with us. So, you know, um, enough from me, um, you know, cause I'm always here. Uh, it's all about you today. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So uh, just had a, like a few questions, you know, get the cliche questions out of the way. Um, so why photography? Like what events in your life led you to your passion? Well, it, it started, um, I was in a motorcycle club. Okay. Started out in a motorcycle club, and I was the one always uh, with a camera taking pictures, taking pictures of us out different events and mm. things like that. And that's where it started. That's where it grew from. You know, from having a point and shoot camera to developing into something where I got full frame. Yeah. <laughs> you know, full frame exactly. cameras over that period of time, and the love for it just grew mm. from that point on. Um, I always say things look different through a lens, mm. you know, because somebody could be having a bad day and the minute you point a camera at them, they just, yeah. they stop and smile, you yeah. know what I mean? And that's how it works. So um, I picked up the camera and like I said, it just grew. It just, it just grew from there. Turned into a passion. Um, what was the first shoot you did where you actually started like to earn money from doing this? Um, my first shoot was with a plus size adult entertainer. Okay. Um, and that was my first magazine spread. Oh. Um, I had a magazine spread. I did photos for her, the beginning of my career and they wound up in a straight stunting magazine. Oh. Um, okay. You know, and that's, it went from there. How did, how did it get to the, like, did she, was she the one that was like posting it and someone just picked it up and put it in there or? No, she actually, 
she actually reached out to me. I met her a while ago through a mutual friend. Mm. And she reached out to me and said, hey, I need photos done for a spread for a magazine. At that time, she didn't tell me what magazine. Okay. Um, she just said a spread for a magazine. And I was like, okay. And, you know, she paid for me to come to New York, okay. had me picked up. Uh, once I got to New York, bought to the hotel she was at. I did the photos for her on the balcony of the hotel. And then before I knew it, I'm in a market ordering, a, I'm in a deli ordering a sandwich and I pick up Straight Stunt Magazine, I'm flipping through it and there was my, my pictures. I had no clue. Yeah, that feeling must have been incredible because... Oh man, I was straight, I was like Straight Stunt Magazine, you know who behind, that's yeah. K-Slay I think it is. Mm -hmm. yep. You know, and I'm like, man, straight, I got a layout and, and this is the beginning of my career. Yeah. You know, and then it launched from there from her, it went to multiple others that would come into Philly and call me and I would go do their photos and they wound up on their website and stuff like that. But I got to the point where this was stuff I can't show yeah. to my followers on social media because they were adult entertainers. They were, they had movies in video stores and stuff. Yeah, I couldn't put this stuff on my page because this wasn't the stuff, the, this wasn't the images I wanted people to see. Yeah, you didn't you want know, that to represent, you know. To represent my business. I so I wanted, had to kind of curve it and go a different direction. Okay. So I, for me, um, and to me that sounds like fantastic because for her, you know, whoever she may be, um, you know, I already like her because it was so dope that she, she I want to say gave you the opportunity. Obviously, you've proven with your skill set for her to even think right, of you to even right. call you. Um, and she probably knew it was for a big time magazine. And and she was like, you know what? I'm not going to tell them what it is. But, you know, so like, that just speaks to, yeah, no, and that speaks to your skill set, you know, uh, working at it. So um, I think that's pretty cool, especially when people actually refer and do things like that. So I'm happy that she thought about you in that way. Um, so. How long after, I guess, you know, at this point you're making money from your shoots now. So at what point did you decide, all right, I need to make this like a business? Um, shortly after that, after the takeoff from that, and I was making, you know, money from, from that side of it, you know, I sat down and was like, you know what? I need to just, this was like early 2008, 2009 or so. And, <clears throat> I went in, well, let me back up. My all time part of it was I was doing parties with the different backdrops. Okay. Taking the pictures, printing them out. Okay. That was a big part of my income in a photography world. Um, and it went from that to doing, when I landed that and did the photo shoot, then it went into like, man, like, okay, I, I'm on to something here. Yeah. You know, let me get a studio. Let me get a studio where I can bring people in. And that's when I went into a studio in North Philly at um, the paper mill warehouse. Okay. And I had a studio there for like five or six years. And it was just, it was jumping. So, I mean, this might be a silly question, but I'm assuming you had like a, a regular traditional job while you were doing that photography, yes. right? When when I started out, I was uh, working a job, um, 
which I wound up quitting because me and the supervisor had it out. And once I quit, I just went hard with the photography business. Yeah. And I wound up starting to book weddings. Yeah. You know, when I got my first wedding, you know, starting out my first wedding, I only charged the couple $500. Yeah. You know, um, I did the wedding. They loved the pictures. Then I picked up another wedding. And then once I got to a point where I was, like my first wedding, I was nervous. Yeah, I could imagine. You know, I'm like, man, I was watching YouTube videos. I'm doing research on how, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing and doing shooting a wedding. And previously from going to weddings and seeing the photographers run around taking the pictures, yeah. I've always had an eye to know what, what to capture, what was a good shot, what was, because every shot has to tell a story. Yes. So I'd already had that artistic eye to where as though, you know, catching the pastor holding the rings, mm -hmm. you know, the couple holding hands. So from there, once I quit the job, I just, I was blessed. Yeah. And went into, you know, booking weddings. I was getting weddings and, and it just started building up. And I was like, wow, like, you know, this is something, you know, I was blessed where I didn't have to work. Yeah. You know, my income was solely based on these weddings I was getting, and I was just saving the money mm -hmm. to purchase more equipment. And that's very key there because you said you were saving money to purchase new equipment. Usually people uh, gain that success and, you know, they'll spend that money on, you know, frivolous things, in my opinion. But like if you're genuinely trying to really start a business, you believe in your craft, you have to invest in yourself. Right, so you know, the better equipment you have, the better the shot. Uh, mm -hmm. It starts to separate you from all the other photographers that you know um, start with the basic equipment. Um, in my in in my opinion, so I think that's really key. Where you say you know you invest in yourself, it's, it's, it's really a a big deal. People really don't understand that. So yeah, I was letting the money I was making from the business, from the yeah. photography, fund my photography. Exactly. So that money I was making, I was saving, and then I would buy, trade in the camera and buy a new camera. Mm -hmm. Buying lights, buying backdrops, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I, I didn't have to dig in my personal money. I let the money I was making from that pay for everything. While you're working your job, I know you said you quit uh, because of the issue, but like how, how long after, cause you know, like, you know, some people have jobs and they pick up, you know, whatever they, whatever their passion is. But usually some people aren't able to do what you did for like years sometimes or, or you know, some people are fortunate to be like a week right. or a month. So how long did it take you to be like, all right, you know what? I make enough here to where I feel secure enough. I don't got to deal with your nonsense. I'm it was, here. I, I want to say, Jimmy, it was immediately after I left that job. Um, I was like full force in it. <laughs> and it was immediately because I was booking so many gigs, so many parties and stuff where I was, you know, doing the printing the pictures and selling them and stuff like that. I was booking so many, like every weekend was booked with that. Yeah. So I would look at my calendar and I'd be like, man, okay, Monday through Thursday, I'm home, but Friday, Saturday, and sometimes Sunday, I was all over the place. Bouncing around. Bouncing around, doing different parties. People was having events, birthday parties anniversary parties and I'm there set up with a nice backdrop taking pictures selling them so it was immediate it, it it just happened immediately and I say I was blessed yeah um to be able to do that yeah you know to be able to move forward like that and then not look back not worry not stress 
mm-hmm. about, oh, I got to pay this bill. I was smart with it, yeah. you know, and I got into using my money wisely yeah. instead of just outblowing. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, which is key. And, and I like everything that you're saying because I know you're a humble guy and it's important that you guys understand he's very humble. Um, where you say it's a blessing, you know, some people might just be straight, you know, cocky and go, oh, you know, because I'm the man, because I take the best shots, you know, that's why, but you understood, like, you know what, like, this doesn't happen every day. This is a very rare situation right. where right away, some people leave their jobs and they, you know, chase their dreams and it, and it takes a very long time for them to even see success. So they are worried about the bills and, and you know, how am I going to eat the next day and how am I going to, you know, pay my rent? So. I think that's pretty cool how you how you view that. I think that's really important. That speaks to your character. Um, so, I'm assuming back in the day, uh, the way that you built your clientele was it just uh, strictly through referral, or were you actively like just going out there? Um, a lot of it was word of mouth. Okay. Word of mouth is the biggest advertisement that anyone can have for a business. Yeah. Um, I knew a lot of people. You know, like I said, I came from the the, the motorcycle community whereas motorcycle clubs all over the United States. So, you know, I was getting referrals from people, friends, things like that. Um, A lot of business came from out of town, Uh you know, where I would get clients from Baltimore or Virginia or something like that, the DMV area, Uh you know, that will come to the studio and shoot with me. Um, So a lot of it was word of mouth. I didn't hit social media to like 2009 2010 i was gonna i was gonna ask you that now i'm because i'm thinking back then social media wasn't really the go-to like you said it was really word of mouth so i was gonna ask you in today's world now how do you leverage social media is it as effective um opposed to what was happening in the past or is it even better now that you can um social media it can be a gift and a curse for people okay um if you use it right it can be very profitable. It can, it can, it can do major things for you. Yeah. Um, but you have to know how, you gotta use it the right way. When I got on Facebook back in, when I registered for Facebook, I think it was like 2009, 2010, that was the start of it. Yeah. You know, Facebook was just coming about. People was telling me about Facebook, like, yo, you need to be on Facebook. I'm like, man, what is Facebook? Yeah. You know, (laughs) at that time, before Facebook, I was using Yahoo Groups. Mm. You know, Yahoo Groups and Yahoo Chat, Yahoo Messenger, things like that. Mm. Um, You know, so when Facebook came about, they was like, oh, man, you need to get on Facebook. You need to be on Facebook. And I'm like, man, what is Facebook? Like, nah, I'm good. You know Mm. what I mean? But then when I finally got on it, you know, um, from the time I was on, I seen people come and go. Yeah. You know, businesses, photographers come and go, and I just stay consistent with it. And because for me, I, you know, I'm I'm from an era where, you know, I was when the internet started. I'm not I'm not that I'm not young, but I'm also right. I don't, right. I'm, I'm in the middle, so I was here for like when the internet bloomed. So for me, what I'm thinking is like in terms of how you clientele, I would think that social media would be a, a big tool because, like you said, it's that word of mouth. Mm-hmm. But now let's say if I came to you for a shoot and, you know, the services was fantastic, the pictures were amazing, everything was great. Now it's not just like when I see somebody and they happen to mention photography, I'm like, hey, I know a guy. Right. Now it's, you know, I can just post on my page, post the pictures, 
and say, you know, hey, at, you know, such and such, this guy is fantastic. Look at how these photos came out. Because, you know, if you have like 500, 600 friends on average, someone is going to see that and be like, wow, like who took those photos? Like right. who did that? And, you know, so did you generate a lot of business in that way? Yes. When I hit Facebook, um, my mind, when, when I originally hit Facebook, my mind was to get a certain percentage of people on Facebook to profile my pictures. Mm -hmm. And my mindset going into that, and I wanna say a good number of people from the time I hit to now, mm -hmm. a large amount of people on Facebook have images from me. You know, whether they're their profile picture, whether it's their, you know, their owner page or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that was my mindset when I got on it. I was like, man, if I can get a percentage of people on there with pictures from me, mm -hmm. I, I'm doing good. We're, we're talking conversion rates here. See, so the, the business acumen, just, just to give right, you an idea, right. like conversion rate, you get what I'm saying? Like, all right, a thousand people comes and they see that if I can at least get a hundred of them, you know, to come and do business, you know, some people want everybody to come, but really you don't need a huge yeah, it's, percentage. It's, you know, yeah. it's millions of people on Facebook, billions. Yeah. And my mind was set, like, if I can get a percentage, mm -hmm. Just, mm -hmm. just one percent of that 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 seven billion. Oh man! Like, mm -hmm. and then I'll, I'll look at. Oh my God! This person got pictures from me. That person got pictures from me. That person got pictures from me. That person got, and it just went on. And you know, once, like I tell people, it's all about the experience. Yeah. If you give someone that good experience, then they're going. To, they won't have a problem with telling their girlfriend, "Hey, go to John. You know what I mean? Let okay. John do your pictures. Like mm -hmm. he's awesome. You know." I had fun. Yeah. You know, every client that has stepped foot in front of my camera, I tell you, they had an awesome time. Yeah. No, you I know? could tell from your personality. I, you don't even have to tell me. I, I can tell it's, I can tell the the clients are comfortable. Mm -hmm. They're having a good time. You probably have them laughing because you know when you get in front of a camera, um, you know it's one thing when you're taking a selfie. You know you can. All right, I look terrible, and you can do it a hundred million times. But you're comfortable in your own home, your own space. But when it's like you come to a studio, there's a photographer. You know you don't know him. You know, there's a lot of nerves that come up. So it's like, am I smiling correctly? You know, am I looking at the a camera properly? Do I look cockeyed? This is and, me from my personal right. experience. And, that, yeah. and that's what I, I coach mm -hmm. them on. When they step in front of the camera, it's yeah. not only a session, but I'm coaching. Yeah. Turn this way, pose this way, move this arm this way, put this foot that way, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's a coaching process as well. Absolutely. As well as them having fun. I ask them, what type of music you listen to? I put on you know, I go in uh, iHeart or, or something like that and, you know, cue up the type of music that they like. So it gets them in their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not so much thinking about me now. Now they're they're dancing and having fun and they're doing natural stuff and I'm catching it. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because now they ain't even thinking about being in front of the camera. They're they're enjoying themselves and being themselves and I'm catching them in that element. They're looking at me smiling. Boom, I'm catching it. They're turning this way. They're turning that way and I'm catching them. I'm catching yeah. them. And then I show them and they're like, oh my God, like I've had clients, I've had clients literally cry. Yeah. You know, when they see the images, like, oh my God, that's me. You that's know what me, I mean? Yeah. And mm -hmm. I show them like, you know, that's you, look. Yeah, you got caught off guard. Yeah, because when you're on guard, you don't get that person's genuine smile, you know, um, especially for people um, like myself, I consider myself not photogenic. So like, you really have to get, I have a few shots that I'm proud of, but like most of it, I'm like, I look like, a, you know, I look weird, you know, so it's, 
I feel like that's definitely needed to sort of like ease the moment. Like you said, I think that's great that you play the music to get someone that, you know, very mm -hmm. comfortable. They're not even paying attention at this point. So um, I think that's really dope. And I think it's important. Um, it's not just a simple, I mean, from what I've seen, like I said, I've been in New York City. There's a lot of freelance photographers, as I told you. And, you know, um, it's just really a point and shoot. I don't really hear like, hey, stand this way or pose. I don't really hear that. It's just the person poses the way that they want to pose. They and stand they take the way, the shot, right? and they just take the shot. So um, there's a huge difference between mm -hmm. the two. Not to say that they're not professional, but there's obviously a huge difference in the way that you guys do the shot. Um, and I do feel the coaching is needed because some people... Because some people never been in front of a camera. Yeah, exactly. So they'll do, you know, the peace sign pose or, or you know, some sort of like, just, just random generic poses that, mm -hmm. we, that we see. So it's, it's, it's really good to hear that you do that. Um, so my next question for you is, obviously you've been doing this a long time. Um, and you said at 2009, 2010 is when you got on Facebook. At what point did you become the official photographer and media director for all these fashion shows that I uh, mentioned earlier? Like, how did um, you get to that? Man, for uh, Atlantic City Fashion Week, it was, man, I, I picked up with them uh, at season two. Okay. And we're now at the season 19. Um, a good friend and fellow photographer named Jay Matthews, I met him and he seen the potential and he brought me on. Um, I was very strong-minded, I was a leader, you know, I was his right, right hand. Yeah. And um, from there, when he brought me on, and I'll be honest, like I felt as though my fashion show images wasn't up to par, because I was looking at his shots, yeah. other photographers, and I'm like, man, I ain't there yet. Yeah. So I stepped back for a couple seasons just to do some education on my part yeah. on shooting a fashion show. And when I came back, I, I set out for like two seasons. Okay. And when I came back, I was on point. Yeah. You know, I knew what it took to get those shots. Mm -hmm. So, and I've been rocking and rolling with them ever since. Yeah. Um, and I want to say Atlantic City Fashion Week was founded back in 2011. Okay. And, you know, like I said, I got on a season two and we're up to season 19 now. That for me, it's like when you say 2011, I'm like, we're like in 2021. So that's a very long time. And, you know, a title like that isn't given lightly, you know? So when you hear like media director and official, and I'm like, I'm like, wow, like this guy has, you know, I'm just thinking of the skill set, what it takes, you know, how many people you've impressed, inspired by your photos for them to, and again, um, you know, the gentleman that you mentioned, that's another great thing where it's like someone saw the potential in you and, and knew the skills that you had and they, you know, we're able to share that information with you and, and bring you to that platform. So, you know, I think people like that are very important. We don't get many of those people in our lives. You know, a lot of people are like, yeah, great. You know, we support you, but there's no real action behind it. Um, so when we, when we do get those one or two people, those things are key. And, you know, I think it's important that you took the opportunity. And um, again, you're very humble in a sense where it's like, okay, I could just come here and take these photos. You took a step back and said, all right, you know what? My skills needs to be sharpened. Let me step back and come back. So. I think that's really dope. So what are some mistakes that you made early in your career um, that obviously you wish you didn't make, but um, that you can share with the audience today to possibly help them avoid those same mistakes, especially, you know, if they're just now starting out? Um, well, everything, 
everything I learned in photography is trial and error. Um, being a, a business person, um, connecting with the wrong people. Um, I always say definitely, you know, do your research now because back when I first started out, I was, I was hungry and I was getting attached to people that had dirt on their name. And that kind of, oh no, you deal with so-and-so, I don't want to work with you. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I got into business with another person, certain other people didn't want to work with me okay. because they knew I dealt with this person. So it was like watching, you know, being careful who you do business with. Okay. Being careful um, how you move in the industry as well. Okay. You know, um, it is a cutthroat industry and you gotta have tough skin, you know? Um, so we're not human. I mean, we're, we're only human. <laughs> we're, like, we're only human, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. No, I got so you. So <laughs> we, we're not perfect. Yeah. So you're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna, you know, mm -hmm. you're gonna do things and be like, man, why did I do that? Mm -hmm. You know, um, all I can say is learn from the mistakes. I always say, don't let your mistakes but like, you know, don't let them just be mistakes. Let them be a learning tool. So you learn from that, what you did then, so you know not to do it again. You oh, know absolutely. what I mean? So there's not one incident where I can say, oh, that was a bad mistake. But we're going to make them throughout our business, throughout our career. Right. And it's just looking back at it and be like, you know what? I know not to do that again. Got it. Well, hopefully y'all paying attention. Again, it, it, it's so true, depending on who you do business with and things like that, reputation. So you definitely have to do a, a background check. And I think that's across a lot of different businesses right. uh, when you're thinking of partnership and, and you know collaborations and things like that. So um, that's real important. So um, for all the new photographers out there or, or someone that you know has been doing it for a few months or even a year, um, what equipment would you recommend you know, a, a new photographer get to at least start out in today's world, I would say. Um, Is there any s cameras that you love, you know? Uh, well, I'm a, I'm a Nikon shooter. Mm -hmm. I learned on Nikon, I stuck with Nikon because okay. I knew them. Okay. Um, whatever it is that you use, whatever camera that you use, mm -hmm. know your camera. Know that camera inside and out. Mm -hmm. So if something happens, while, if something malfunctions while you're using that camera, you know how to get it straight. Okay. And keep going. Um, that's how I learned. I learned my camera. I, I'm basically self-taught. Mm. I've, I've done my own research, watched so many videos, took notes, did all kind of stuff. That's how I learned. Okay. That's how I learned the whole photography thing. But whatever camera system that you use, because mm. I know photographers that use Canon systems. I know photographers that use Nikon systems. I know some of them that use Sony now. Yeah. Whatever you use, just learn it. Okay. You know what I mean? Learn that camera inside and out so you know what that camera can do. Is there any specific like lighting equipment? Because I know there's so many different companies that do the lighting, the backdrops and things like that. Are they like some really good ones out there? Well. That are affordable, I would say, for the beginner. Yeah, you on that you would have to do your research to know where your budget is. Mm. Um, a lot of times, you know, not everything I buy is, is name brand. Yeah. You know, um, you know, sometimes my modifiers, they're, 
you know, I buy from New or I buy Flashpoint, I buy, you know, different kind of stuff. It's, it all depends on me doing my research and who has what I need in the budget that I want to spend. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not going to go out and spend three, four hundred dollars on something when this company got it over here for 150. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not going to do that. You know what I'm saying? No, I think that's key. Um, I think for a photographer, the most expensive thing should be a camera, I'm assuming, because that's what's really doing all the work, right? So like the, 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 the stands and all these other pieces of equipment, you can, you can play around with it right, until right, right. You, know, uh, you get to that point. Um, so a lot of you guys don't know this, um, but I met Mr. Staples through a Facebook group, which uh, what I thought it was meant for was you know, uh, for black entrepreneurs uh, to come in promote their business, network with others, and things like that. Um, so that's all that I thought it was. And I said, you know what, let me promote my business. You know, maybe there's someone in here that I can learn from, maybe someone in my same field. Uh, but that wasn't the case. It was really a follow for follow, uh, you know, like my page, I'll like yours. Um, it was nothing really serious. However, I'm happy I didn't leave the group right away because as I was scrolling down, you know, I came, I think it was a video that I mm -hmm. saw of you. Um, and I said, let me see what he's talking about. I unmute the video and I'm hearing you, you know, um, you wasn't even really promoting your business in that sense to be like, Hey, just come book with me. It was like, Hey, you know, this is how you start a business. Uh, this is how you form a business. You know, um, this is how you get an LLC. You know, you need an EIN number to do this. You need a, a business bank account. And I'm listening to this guy and I'm like, he's giving free Mm -hmm. information like a lot of this information sure you can look it up if you're really looking for it but um it's not that cut and dry i feel like you know it's always good to have that person i'm like you're literally the only person i see in here that's like trying to really help other black entrepreneurs do business how to do business the correct way right exactly you know um you know stepping away from the the cash apps and the you know that type of payment to actually getting a business account actually you know trademarking your 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 name your logo and just doing business the right way so um which i'm thankful for so my question to you is what makes you so passionate about it because you consistently do that like i don't know how long ago it was when i found you in that group but months and months have gone by and it's always the same thing you're, you're you answer any questions there's no stupid question they can ask you how to open a bank account a million times and you still answer that question right. um never annoyed so what is it that gives you that passion to want to educate the community in that way because i i want every i want to see everybody win right. you know i want to see everybody being successful at what they do um you can't half step it right. you know um, so my thing was, I'll be in groups and I'll see certain things posted and I'm like, these people don't have a clue, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm like, let me drop some knowledge on them. Let me drop some nuggets on them to get them started. Mm -hmm. Because me coming up, when I was trying to learn and I was reaching out to certain photographers, I was being ignored. Yeah. A lot of photographers won't give you the knowledge because they feel as though you're gonna steal, you're gonna take something from them. Yeah. You know? Um, and I always said, you know, I'm not gonna be that type. Mm. You know, I got people that follow me now, photographers that's just starting out, that hit me up, that inbox me and ask me questions if I'm not on live. Mm. And I respond to them, yeah. you know, or they give me a question. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do a live on that tonight for you and talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they be like, all right, cool. 
you know, and I go on and do a live and I explain the steps to them because I want to see everybody be successful. I want to see everybody win. And I want to see everybody do the business the right way because our people have such a bad stigma on them for not doing business the right way. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And it's like, how can we change that? What do you feel is the, the biggest opportunity uh, for black businesses in terms of how they do business? Um, I think one of the biggest things with our people in black business that they need to correct is the customer service end of it. I agree. You know, if that has such a bad rep for our people, because the minute somebody calls you and say, hey, you shit me the wrong thing, you get an attitude and get defensive. Yeah. No, that's what you ordered. That's what you ordered, blah, blah, blah. And then you, before you know it, you hang the phone up on that client. Yeah. You know, you can't do that. Absolutely. You know, just like if you order from Amazon and you call Amazon and the, the minute you say, hey, this isn't what I ordered, mm-hmm. they immediately take care of it. Yeah. And it makes you wanna, okay, wow, they took care. I mean, I've ordered from Amazon. They told me, oh, you keep that, Mr. Staples. We're gonna send you this uh-huh. and you keep that and we'll give you a credit uh-huh. you know just for that so you got to take I always say you know some of our business some of our people their business they need to go to a chick-fil-a <laughs> customer service thing because out of all the fast food chains they got the best customer service yeah they do chick-fil-a is different yeah yeah their customer service is totally and i'm like yo if you run the business look at their model or how they handle their customer service well, key point to um, your yeah, Amazon reference, look at the way that they handle that situation. They, they have all the technology where there's like, you did order this wrong, but you're not happy with it. Or something, maybe there was a mistake. And the way that they accommodate it, what it does is it builds your confidence in them. So you know what? I'm gonna work with Amazon because in the off chance something goes wrong, I know they have my back. Mm-hmm. Hence why Jeff Bezos is worth $184 billion, right? Um, they put that customer experience first. And I've had similar situations. I opened something and it might've been damaged. And I call yeah. them and say, hey, I opened this and it was damaged. They were like, oh, okay, well you keep that. We'll mm-hmm. send you a Next new day. One. Yeah, next day it's on a step. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that's, that's very important because um, um, me, I really do believe in supporting black businesses. Um, you know, I try my very best to do it. If you're doing something in an official capacity, you're really passionate about it, I will support it. That's just but how why, I am. But my thing is, Jimmy, when mm-hmm. we try to support black businesses, mm-hmm. why do they make it so hard to support them? Yeah. You well, know, why when we come to them and support them, they give us the runaround as a consumer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes you not want to do anything with them. Yeah, I had a but few Like you giving me the runaround, so why should I bring you my money? It, it, there, there, I actually had an instance like that where I like paid an order for something, it never showed up. I was like, hey, what's going on? You know, and it was just like uh, uh, the runaround for a little bit. Um, eventually I got it, but then the product wasn't even all of that to begin with um, from what the pictures look like. So it looked like it was rushed and things like that. Um, so in that moment, there should have been like, oh, you're not happy with it. You know what? I'll refund you money, especially since you had to wait an extra month to right. receive it. Exactly. Right? You know, I want to be patient and, you know, I understand they're new in business. But it, it was it was just a terrible overall. No refund. No no. Let me send you a new one. No explanation. No, yeah. Yeah. But me, I don't make a big deal about it. Once you do that, once I have that experience, I won't do it anymore. 
So if you notice I just stopped shopping with you, just know it was something that you did, you know? So I But I then that, that puts you times. in the mind, like, is the next person you shop with that's a black business owner, are they gonna do the same thing to you? Exactly. You know what I mean? So why do we make it so hard to support our own businesses? Yeah. You know what I mean? To keep that money within our community. Why do we make it so hard? Why is it, you know, everybody wants to get over? Yeah. If you're spending $150, $200 with orders with, from one client, then that person should be like, you know what, let me make sure I get his stuff out to him in a timely fashion, yeah. you know, keep communication. Hey, you know, I had a gentleman order a picture from me from a class reunion. I kept communication with him until he received it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He paid the money. Hey, here's the tracking number. It should be in your mailbox Thursday. Yeah. Any issues, give me a call. I'll get right on it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the ghosting thing is, is really common. Um, like you said, uh, the the attitude, the defensiveness, mm -hmm. you know, when something doesn't go wrong, because uh, I did get a bit of that energy as well. Um, so, you know, it's unfortunate, you know, but there's people like you, like I said, that where you guys are trying to do the right thing and trying to change the narrative. Um, and obviously we still have a very long way to go. Um, there's a ton of great black businesses out there. Let's not, you know. Right, exactly. They exactly. are, but the reason they are what they are is because I think customer service is a key element in that, you know, in the way that they do business. So I think that's a, a very valid point. Um, just a quick last question. Um, I know you said, um, you, you work with photographers, new photographers, they reach out with you. Do you actually like bring them on board and have them come do shoots with you or things like that? Or if, if they're in the area, yeah. I will invite them out. Say, hey, well, you know, when I'm, next time I'm in the studio, come on through. Okay. You know, um, even bring them on into the media pit at the fashion show. Yeah. You know, I've had photographers, I brought in the media pit on, on, at the fashion show and taught them how to shoot the fashion show. Mm you know, got them right with their settings and introduced them to other photographers that's there. And, you know, they, they had fun, yeah. you know? So it, it's not, you know, the part of me being blessed is blessing, is the blessings that I pass on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I don't ask, oh, you gotta pay me extra because I'm gonna get that back tenfold yeah. in blessings. That's how, that's how I believe in it. Like if oh. I help you out, I'm gonna get it back. Yeah. Triple. Karma. I you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I believe that's why I've been able to last so long in mm -hmm. business because I'm not trying to get over on people. I treat everyone fair. Um, I'm not taking people's money and just giving them whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I look at everybody that spends money with me, I look at it like if that was me. If I was spending that money with doing this, how would want things to look? No, I got you. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty much for me. Um, if you guys have any further questions or you want any tips, um, I have all of uh, Mr. Staples' information in the description, links to his website, Facebook, Instagram. Um, follow him. He always is dropping important information. Um, his work is incredible. You see that for yourself. I don't need to really tell you that. Um, but uh, make sure you guys check him out. Um, it's based in New Jersey. Um, but he's also, you know, you travel to New York, Philadelphia, yeah. where, wherever it is. So it doesn't matter. He can reach you. Um, so make sure you guys do that. And I appreciate you guys for tuning in this episode and hanging out with us. Um, I know you have a client, but do you mind if we 
kind of yeah, get to see. And, all right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, all right, so we'll do that, um, and we'll catch you guys after that. Peace. Because you're going to catch Jimmy in front of the camera, too. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready for that, but for real? <laughs>